Hello, Cryptonauts, and welcome back to this Sunday edition of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host, Blockchain John, with my co-host, Jake Jabrelli, here to give you the top 10 daily stats, as well as your crypto news of the day. Guess what? It is official. Bitcoin City is now a real thing, and it's going to be built over the next several years. So enjoy this episode. And with that said, make sure to leave a thumbs up and a comment. Until next time, enjoy the podcast. Hello, Cryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host, Jake Jabarelli, with my co-host this time, Blockchain John, as well as Cryptonaut Mike. Let's go ahead and get started with the top 10 daily stats as well as the crypto news of the day. But before we do, this content is for entertainment purposes only. Any comments made by us, the hosts, or any guests we happen to have on the show is not financial advice. Moving right on to the top 10 daily stats. Which I did not have up, but I will hit a refresh real quick here and get the latest latest numbers. Okay, Bitcoin in number one position, $59,743.02. A seven-day loss of 7.6% and a market cap of $1.127 trillion U.S. dollars. In second place, as always, Ethereum with $4,387.49. A seven-day loss of 6% and a market cap of $519.9 billion. Binance Coin in third place at 596.60, a 7-day fi- loss of 8.5% and a market cap of just over $100 billion. It finally reached it. Tether, of course, it's a stable coin, so it doesn't move, is at $1 and its market cap is at $74.2 billion. Solana is at currently at 234.01, a 7-day loss of 3% and a market cap of $71.1 billion. Cardano in sixth place at $1.88, a seven-day loss of 8.7%, and a market cap of $60.2 billion. Ripple, XRP, uh, you notice that something is strangely missing from this. It's Shiba Inu, anyways, get to that later. XRP, seventh place at $1.08, almost 10-digit or two-digit loss, 9.7%, and a market cap of $50.9 billion. In eighth place, Polkadot at 42.93 and a seven-day loss of 9.2%, very close to that of Ripple, but a uh, 45.3 billion dollar market cap. And then USD Coin, also stable coin, so it doesn't move, is currently at 36.2 billion dollars. And Dogecoin is in tenth place at 23 cents, even a 12.3% seven-day loss and a $30.4 billion market cap. And like I said, we talked about this before, Avalanche, Shiba Inu, uh, Crypto.com is making a huge, huge uh, inroads into the top 15. Is currently at 77 cents and a 97.4 uh, seven-day gain, ridiculously huge gain, almost 100% gain there at $19.4 billion. And I want to talk about one other coin, but we'll get to it later. That is also making inroads, surprisingly. The, the uh, market for gaming is really up right now. Huge inroads with gaming. So the total uh, current market cap for the all coins in existence is 2.8 billion, or pardon me, trillion, 2.8 trillion dollars, up 0.7% in the last 24 hours. And remember to catch your candies if you haven't already caught them. I have already caught mine for the day, so I'm not going to see anything. But uh, you can always get lots of fun little discounts of all kinds of crypto-related things if you collect those candies and get those discounts. And every now and then they drop a little NFT for you. 
So let's move on to the news. Oh, but before we do that, let me do just the uh, the intro to everything. Remember, if you appreciate and like our content, please like and subscribe. If you're on YouTube, uh, hit the notification bell. We, we post every Wednesday and Sunday. Uh, you can also check us out on Discord. But of late, we've been doing a lot more interesting things on trip on Twitter. Twitter um, open well, not open spaces, spaces, live spaces, where John has been hosting a lot of little events he's been going to, as well as attending other people's events. If you want to catch a very interesting uh, discussion that's going on on a regular basis, check us out on Twitter in live spaces. But we're also doing this record with our uh, Crypto Chill and chat through live spaces as well. And that will be happening next Sunday, not this Sunday. So if you like to support us, and we really appreciate it, you can support us on Patreon with a $3, 5 or $10 monthly donation. Or you can support it through uh, other cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin, Ethereum, Binance, or Basic Attention Token, everything. All the descriptions and the links and the addresses are in the description below. On to you, John. Below, below, below. All right. Cool. All right, so we got the first news written by Tim Haki. This week on Crypto Twitter, Ethereum gas riots after constitutional Dow loses the bid. This week, crypto's Twitter fingers vented their frustration over the rising cost of Ethereum gas fees. Constitution Dow failed to win the bid for a copy of the U.S. Constitution, leaving many wondering what will happen to the funds it raised. And a load of cartoon apes has stirred up controversies in the NFT world. Here's our roundup of the most notable events on crypto Twitter this week. The CEO of Singaporean crypto hedge funds, hedge fund Three Arrows Capital, Zusu, joined the chorus of dismayed voices tweeting about the rising Ethereum gas fees this week. Back in August, Ethereum launched the Altair upgrade, which changed the way miners got paid and introduced staking to the ecosystem. However, Ethereum's gas fees have risen roughly in the line with its price over the last few months. Early on Sunday's afternoon, Sue tweeted, Yes, I have abandoned Ethereum despite supporting it in the past. Yes, uh, sorry, uh, in the past. The idea of sitting around, jerking off, watching the burn, and concocting pure, uh, purity tests while zero newcomers can afford the chain is gross. While many were quick to agree with Sue, a few were more critical. One Twitter user complained that Sue blocked him after he tweeted that Sue loaded up on uh, AVAX, then started telling people it was the future. He's a market maker, and anyone take, taking this for face value needs to consider the driving motive. To make a shit ton of money convincing everyone ETH bad, AVAX future. And here's a couple of tweets here from Gravy DPO33. Uh, let's see. Ethereum competitor Avalanche certainly benefited from the press. Avalanche briefly entered in uh, entered the top ten cryptocurrencies by market capitalization early Sunday. The native token for the blockchain, which touts cheaper gas fees and greater speeds than Ethereum set a new all-time high of $146 on Sunday afternoon, according to CoinMarketCap. In a story that's, uh, what is that, 10... ten Tangentially. Tangentially related to Ethereum's gas fees, 
Many crypto fans on Twitter were talking about Constitution Dow this week. Constitution Dow was set up to raise funds to buy an extremely rare first edition copy of the U.S. Constitution, which was being auctioned through Sotheby's. A Dow raised over $40 million before ultimately losing the auction to no-coiner Citadel CEO Ken Griffin. Here's another tweet. Since Constitution Dow is now faced with the mammoth task of refunding all the money it received back to the donors, a big part of the Twitter conversation revolves around the awkward question of refunding the gas fees to the donors paid to uh, pay to send it to Dow. Oh my god. That's so funny. That's so, so funny. Yeah. That's gonna be at least like twenty five percent of the money raised is going right back into gas fees. Bro, how much is that? Somebody do the calculations. 40, oh, man, 40 can't, million. Can't even imagine. It depends, it depends on how many, how many, how many people contributed. Because if if people contributed small amounts, then there could be oh, a lot right. higher fees. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's crazy though. Richard Chen, a general partner at crypto investment firm One Confirmation, tweeted that Constitution DAO members have collectively spent. One hundred and ninety nine point three eight ETH in gas. That's eight hundred and sixty oh dollars, dude. Ah, yeah, almost that's a million crazy. dollars in gas. Yep. Oh my god, dude. This might be my favorite article of the year. Yep. That is insane. insane. That's, so, that's so stupid. Like it's obnoxious, absurd. Why? Why a million dollar gas fee? Why? Because we want the Constitution. Okay, all right. After losing the auction, Constitution, Constitution Dow tweeted that the money will, of course, be refunded to everyone who participated, but it remains an open question as to how that will happen. Crypto journalist Lara Shen tweeted a clip from the interview with Will Paper, a Constitution Dow contributor who helped organize the bid. And there's a tweet from Lara Shen with the video. Several refund options are being discussed. Include did you, actually, uh, Jake. Did you want to play that video, or you good? Uh, I don't know how long it will be. So okay, I think people can just watch it on their own if they're you know they can find the tweet through the article or they can um, you know view it on their own later. Okay. Several refund options are being discussed, including the possibility of a layer two solution where the refund would be. Uh, Meted? 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 Meted. Meted is right. Meted out on a sidechain separate to, but connected with Ethereum. This option is pretty hard as many donors were first time or crypto native Ethereum user at Ooh. the time of the writing. Hmm? Yep. At the time of writing, no further clarification has been given by the DAO. A new sold out collect collection of 5,000 Ethereum NFTs called Lil Baby 8 Club, which is inspired by, but not with the immensely popular Ford 8 Ape Yacht Club, has provoked feelings of outrage over its controversial artwork, which some are perceiving as racist. Proud BAYC owner at Ben Mayer White shared a screenshot of Lil Baby 8 Club avatar and tweeted, skinhead trait plus German flag Sus uh, suspended plus monkey pride written on T. 
<laughs> Unforgivable, sick, and atrocious. That little ape, ape club used to be completely ashamed. Okay. Wow. Ben's tweet blew up and more outraged NFT fans joined the con uh, conversation. Twitter user at Ugly Moms wrote, research the term Jamboy and try to defend this project. It, uh, it, it should be noted, though, that picture does not show what he says. Yeah, I don't look see at, it. In, in the image that's tweeted, you can't see it. Um, and unfortunately, clicking on it doesn't actually show it any better because of the way that Twitter crops images. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, you can probably find it yourself if you just go looking for it. But, yeah, the OpenSea image will not show it to you from this tweet, unfortunately. Okay. The biggest twist came when at Zero X Row tweeted an article he wrote about the BAYC spinoff project, which was trading at 30X at the initial mint price half a day after hitting the market. According to Zero X Row, the token contract was stolen from its original creator. Yep. There's images there. Yep. There has been no shortage of drama this week. Is Zusu right in to totally dismiss Ethereum over the gas fees? Will Constitution Dow manage to successfully refund every donor? Gas fees and all? Who are the original creators of Lil Baby Ape Club? And why are they flirting with racist imagery? This week's crypto Twitter was rife with questions and speculation, but lacking in answers. Yep. That's it. That's pretty common for crypto Twitter. But I guess it also takes care of one of the articles we were planning on reading, which is all about the uh, terrible, terrible crypto, uh, Constitution Dow debacle. So, <laughs> unless uh, Mike wants to get further into it. Yeah, I actually uh, read that, that tweet this morning from Zoo Sue. And some of the comments were just so bad. I mean, they were really pro Ethereum, but man, a lot, a lot of, a lot of sharp teeth in there. Yep. So, which one do you want to run, read now, Mike, or do you want me to go next? Yeah. Uh, so, our next article is Avalanche slides in the top ten as Ethereum users complain about gas fees, and this is by Tim Hackey. Uh, Avalanche, a high-speed, low-cost blockchain that wants to take on Ethereum, has made its way to the top 10 coins by market capitalization. The coins are now worth $134 and a market cap of $30 billion. Wow, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, it set all-time highs earlier today and peaked to $146. Avalanche rose to the top 10 position eight hours after Zhu Su, the CEO of Singaporean crypto hedge fund Three Arrow Capital, tweeted that he had abandoned Ethereum despite supporting it in the past. Three, three Arrows has invested heavily in Avalanche, similar to how Sino uh, Global Capital and FTX's Sam Blankman, Fred, invested in Solana, another Ethereum rival. Together with Polychain Capital, Three Arrows led a $230 million funding round in Avalanche in September. Uh-huh. Bias, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a little bit. And then it's the same tweet as the last article. Zoo put his money behind his words when his firm moved about $78 million or $78 million ETH, dollars worth of ETH to crypto exchange FTX. Often people move funds to exchanges in order to sell them. 
while it costs up to $100 and takes a few minutes to swap a coin on Ethereum based decentralized exchange Uniswap, transaction fees on Avalanche usually cost about cost under a dollar and settlement is near instant. That's pretty cool. Yes. To do this, Avalanche splits the work across three blockchains known as XCMP. Avalanche's C-chain supports smart contracts just like Ethereum and decentralized finance protocols and the network currently handles some $12.5 billion, according to DeFi Llama. Yep. Ethereum's DeFi protocols manage $174 billion. Wow, yeah. that is a lot of money. While Avalanche still has ways to go before it topples Ethereum, which currently has a market cap of $515 billion, it's well on its way. Yeah, well, we've been watching. That's good. That's very interesting how they, they pretty much are three different chains that do three different things, but they all work together. Yeah. That, that is sharding built into layer one, essentially. Thank goodness that they, so they came up with something faster and cheaper that was, everybody's realizing, but this is the whole point of people complaining about the cost of gas. It was brilliant when Ethereum wasn't very expensive, right? Yeah. <laughs> and no one was using it. Anyways, uh, any other commentary on that? Because I'm sure it's yeah, in regards to those fees, man. Like, when I got into Ethereum, I was paying on average... Anywhere between three to five cents per transaction. Yeah, but that's because yeah. I was doing like three like, dollars. Yeah. yeah, the cost of Ethereum was pretty pretty affordable, right? You're like, oh well, you know, yeah. I'm gonna buy um, a thousand Ethereum at, at, at ten cents a piece and only pay three cents. Yeah, that I I, I can deal with that. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. one one crazy thing about crypto that I can't wrap my head around is so many of the big chains go several digits to the right of the decimal point, yet the gas fee is, you know, two to three digits to the right of the decimal point. It's like, why go eight to ten back if you're just going to have that, you know, that fee so high? Yeah, yeah. If Ethereum gas fee was like point zero 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 one, this wouldn't be an issue. Nope. But the other problem is we've always noted is that Ethereum is extremely, you know, extremely popular, and there just isn't enough bandwidth within the chain, each block to, you know, accommodate that. The reason things like Hedera Hashgraph were even invented. So there's like, but you can't fit enough transactions. You didn't think about this, did you? And I'm sure Vitaly Bitterman uh, would probably say, yeah, <laughs> you didn't know what was going to happen with this ten years down the line, right? I saw this tweet series that was like a bunch of different uh, tweets he posted about Ethereum way back in the day on how it should be, and then a bunch of tweets about how Ethereum is now and compared it, and they're, they're just very different, including what you were saying about fees and bandwidth. Yeah, well, I mean, it's the same. Bitcoin still works and Ethereum still works. They just don't work to the degree at which we want them to work. And this is the thing, the very first question I ever asked Tron Black when we talked to him about Raven. I said, well, what, what about when Raven goes to $1,000? It may never go that high, but let, let's say it did. How are you going to afford an NFT or an asset at that point? You won't because it'll be ridiculously expensive unless the entire network votes to say otherwise. So make your fees cheap. Or make them flat, you know. <laughs> yeah. 
Continuing on, uh, Tempa Keys article, Volcano-Powered Bitcoin City Coming to El Salvador, says President Bukele. <clears throat> and here he is with his crazy uh, godlike eyeballs. <laughs> <clears throat> Nayib Bukele, the Bitcoin-friendly president of El Salvador, said at a Bitcoin investment summit on Saturday that his country plans to build the first Bitcoin city, which is going to not fail at all, of course. The city will be located in the eastern department of La Union. Uh, or Union, I think, uh, between the municipal big word, municipalities of La Union and Conchuaga. <clears throat> the initial costs for developing the so-called Bitcoin city will be funded at the outset by the slave. I'm sorry, by the issuance of Bitcoin-backed billion-dollar bonds in, 20, in 2022. Bitcoin Maxi Bukele appeared in person to deliver his address at the close of the week-long Bitcoin conference in El Salvador. His appearance was heralded by some high-budget production and fireworks. Yay, Bukele, he's awesome, brought Bitcoin to the country. Bukele told the assembled crowd that Bitcoin City will rely on geothermal energy from nearby volcanoes, and it will be tax-free except for the value-added tax, VAT, said Bukele. Invest here and make all the money you want. This is a fully ecological city that works and is energized by the volcano, because, you know, being in the shadow of a volcano never hurt anybody. Half of the money raised through VAT would be used to pay off the bonds issued to fund the city's startup costs, while the other half would be used to fund public services, said Bukele, who said 300,000 bitcoins would be needed to complete the city's infrastructure. De details of exactly what Bukele's uh, Bitcoin city entails are thin but the leader hopes to attract foreign Bitcoin investment into the city. He said, if you want Bitcoin to spread over the world, you should build some Alexandrias. Kelly briefly sketched a vision of the topography of the city and said it would be uh, circular and contain an airport and residential and commercial districts, you know, like normal cities. He also said the central plaza will look like the Bitcoin symbol from above for all those people flying in. In order to issue the bonds, El Salvador has struck deals with Blockstream and Ifinex. Ifinex will be the government's uh, book runner, helping it write the new detail tokenized securities laws. The government will then give Ifinex the first license in its new regulatory framework so that it can issue Bitcoin-backed billion-dollar bonds on Bitfinex securities. Samson Mao, CSO of Blockstream, also appeared at the event and confirmed that the bonds will be issued on Blockstream's liquid network. El Salvador made Bitcoin legal tender September 7th of this year, uh, that being 2021, if you were watching this in 2022, though the move faced stiff criticism and the political opposition and heavy skepticism from most residents. Ethereum founder Vitalik Buterin said El Salvador's Bitcoin adoption was contrary to the ideals of crypto. In a blog post, Bitterin elaborated, this tactic of pushing BTC to millions of people in El Salvador at the same time will almost, uh, with, with almost no attempt at prior education is reckless and risks a large number of innocent people getting hacked or scammed. It is El Salvador after all. Shame on Bitcoin maxlist. But it has, hasn't all been criticism wow. though. McKelly's overt Bitcoin maximalism hasn't, has earned him respect among fellow maxis like MicroStrategy CEO Michael Saylor and crypto podcaster Peter McCormick. Here's a tweet with him with eye, red eyeballs because <laughs> he's so amazing. Still, he kind of feels like like um, um, Vladimir Putin kind of 
just the Spanish version. Still, in spite of criticism from all the corners, uh, Bukele has blazed ahead with his Bitcoin adoption plans on October 1st. Bukele tweeted that El Salvador had started to mine Bitcoin with geothermal energy. Last month, El Salvador uh, me, um, reported that its Bitcoin trust had a surplus of $4 million due to the currency's rising prices. Bukele announced that he would use the cash to build a pet hospital. A, not a pet hospital, but a hospital for pets. <laughs> Bitcoin wallet Strike has been one of the partners of El Salvador's Bitcoin adoption process. And on October 14th, El Salvadorians noticed a new pay me in Bitcoin feature that converts direct bank deposits into Bitcoin. At the end of last month, Bukele took advantage of dip in Bitcoin prices to add 420, random number, more Bitcoin to the country's treasury, taking El Salvador's total Bitcoin holdings to 1,120 Bitcoin. So, I just feel like this is, a, I mean, I, I, it's president of the nation. I'm sure he's interested in the progress of the nation. But knowing how corrupt he is, I have a very strong feeling it's just an excuse to get outside investors to give him Bitcoin. So. Agreed. Agreed. So, I was yeah. coming out with the... I was hanging out with the Bitcoin uh, Salvadorian uh, Bitcoiners in spaces last night for a few hours. And a lot of the uh, regular members or sorry, uh, residents of El Salvador um, spoke on behalf of uh, a Bitcoin and the president and Bitcoin City, which is an amazing futuristic piece of technology and structure and all this good stuff. It's going to be a nice place. Um, but the biggest issue currently that that I'm sure is going to be resolved, right? Because we all have faith that this is going to actually fix itself. Maybe yep. question mark, question mark, question mark. But you just said that the Salvador president's corrupt. So we'll, we'll see what happens. It's in regards to the Chiva wallet. So apparently there's a lot of issues with the Chiva wallet. First of all, it's centralized. Um, second, a lot of the people that are using the wallet have, um, like no access to it. They're, they can deposit um, Bitcoin to it, but to access their wallet, it, they're, they're pretty much like locked out of that. Or if they want to withdraw out of it, they don't have access to do that, even though that isn't built an option within the wallet. But uh, you can technically get locked out of it, okay? Uh, and on top of that, you can't, it's very difficult to integrate an, I guess, a third party exchange to, uh, to transfer, to transfer Bitcoin from, say, for an example, for example, Binance, right? You withdraw your, your Bitcoin from Binance and transfer it over to the Chiva wallet. That's extremely difficult. It's a hit and miss kind of thing. So it's always recommended to use a Chivo ATM. It's the government's own version of an of a Bitcoin ATM. Uh, so obviously Whoa. they have control of, of, uh, of all of it. So you deposit your fiat into the Bitcoin ATM, the Chivo ATM, and you get Bitcoin uh, transferred to your um to achieve a wallet without no without any issues, right? Yep. So that's the, that's the problem that they're having with now. Maybe it's just a development um, uh, function for the for the for the moment. I'm hoping that um, I, I kind of want to look at the brighter side. That sometime in the future, that there might be a little more decentralization, and allow more freedom for people to utilize Bitcoin and other cryptos. In El Salvador, I'm hoping. Fingers crossed. That's my that's my hope. But from what it sounded like, there's a lot of frustration from the El Salvadorians. Like literally, they're 
um, at ground zero, trying to utilize the app, utilize uh, e uh, utilize e-commerce and 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 real-time businesses. is it's a little frustrating. Uh, but they're doing their best and they're trying to make it work. They're, they're, the Bitcoiners there are, are happy that it's finally uh, legal, but they want something better than Chivo. Yep. It's sad. that, that it's, it's just kind of like the king saying, okay, everybody now, get, now does this. And it's like, well, he's a president, not a king. It's like, no, he's a king. He's just called a president. Same thing with Vladimir Putin. Um, but it's the... The, the corruption is rampant and this change isn't going to make it better. It's just going to make it different. So, nobody said that Bitcoin couldn't be used by criminals. As they say, the sun shines on the, on the meek and the, and the uh, evil. <laughs> so we have other articles from previous days that I pulled up in particular DeFi users lost 10.5 billion to theft and fraud in 2021, mostly on Ethereum. And also that crypto could undermine the dollar and destabilize nations, according to Hillary Clinton. You guys want to read any of that? Uh, I'm on the road right now. I can't. Um, okay. Mike, you good. I will do the, uh, I want to read the, the DeFi loss thing here because it's something I participate in. <clears throat> so, DeFi users lost 10.5 billion to theft and fraud in 2021, mostly on Ethereum report. Yeah, well, I didn't do a DeFi on Ethereum. Hacks, thefts, rug pulls, and fraud schemes. Oh wait, this is written by uh, Jeff Benson. What do these decentralized finance exploits ha all have in common? Someone on the other end loses money, right? Not just a little, try 10.5 billion in 2021, up from 1.5 billion last year, according to a new report from Risk Management Epileptic, uh, Elliptic, excuse me, <laughs> Epileptic. <laughs> Decentralized finance, or DeFi, refers to the blockchain-based applications that allow people to bypass banks and other traditional financial intermediaries to lend, borrow, save, or trade using, or with peers using automated smart contracts wired into protocol. The sector has over 250 billion in digital assets flowing through its veins, according to data collected from DeFi Llama. As recently as 2020, that figure was less than 1 billion. Increased use of protocols, as well as rising prices for the underlying coins and governance tokens that powered them, have created a virtuous cycle for those deeply invested in the space. Here's a tweet about that. But increased popularity, not to mention expansion from Ethereum to uh, networks such as Solana, uh, looks like John just dropped, uh, Solana and Binance Smart Chain also means DeFi has more funds to steal, even as many projects struggle to keep up with the swiftly moving sector. Elliptic sums up the problem facing DeFi projects in its report. Many are startups with relatively immature cybersecurity and irreversible nature of crypto transactions makes it very challenging to recover these funds. This has made them tempting targets for attackers ranging from loan hackers to nation states. And sometimes cybersecurity mistakes aren't so in unintentional, but are instead the product of backdoors introduced by the creators in order to steal the user's funds. According to Elliptic, in the past two years, $2 billion has been stolen directly from decentralized applications. It attributes, pardon me, attributes an additional $10 billion in losses to declining token value as a result of fraud or theft, though it's a squishier number to pin down. 
these protocol losses ascribe a value to, decrease, to decreased consumer confidence in the product. The vast majority of losses in the last two years, 8.6 billion, have come from Ethereum, the home of decentralized finance. Ethereum originated lending protocols like MakerDAO, decentralized exchanges such as Uniswap, and derivative products like Synthetix. Binance Smart Chain protocols have been responsible for 2.5 billion in losses since 2020. By elliptic metrics, users should be most concerned by lending protocols which allow people to borrow cryptocurrency from pools of their peers. Responsible for one over one-third of losses, <clears throat> these protocols are just as vulnerable to code exploits as they are to economic exploits. For example, flash loans in which users borrow large sums manipulate market prices to create an arbitrage opportunity then pay back the money. As the space matures, attacks may be confined by fly-by-night protocols and risky platforms. For now, though, Elliptic wants uh, people, wants users to keep their guards up. DeFi, it says, has become a tempting honeypot for hackers, as well as all the people who are trying to make a buck. Any comment on that, Mike? In crazy times, man. And lastly, this article from Scott Cipollina regarding the ex-candidate for president. <clears throat> Crypto could undermine the dollar and destabilize nations, says Hillary Clinton. Former presidential candidate Hillary Clinton says crypto has the potential to hurt the U.S. dollar. I think it's. I don't think it's crypto that's hurting the U.S. dollar. I think it's the U.S. dollar hurting the U.S. dollar. That's just my opinion. Former presidential yeah, politicians. Yeah, politicians are printing uh, limitless dollars. Thank you. Thank you, U.S. government, for screwing our, our the value of the U.S. dollar. Thank you very much. It's worth three cents of what, what it was originally valued at. Uh, Miss Clinton has said, Mrs. Clinton has said that cryptocurrencies are very interesting and exotic. I'm sure that's what she thinks they are. But they have the potential to undermine the U.S. dollar. What looks like a very interesting and exotic effort has the potential for undermining current uh, currencies and undermining the role of the dollars as reserve currencies for destabilizing nations, Clinton said in Bloomberg New Economy Forum. She added that if in the hands of the wrong people, okay, cryptocurrencies could be a direct threat to nation states. I think they already are. De demonstration by the, like the U.S. State. dollar. <laughs> I was thinking of uh, El Salvador being a nation state that's screwing itself. Um, <laughs> there's a whole new layer of activity that could be extremely destabilizing or in the wrong hands and alliances, the wrong people could also be direct threats to many of our nation states and certainly to the global economy markets, she added. I, it, I'm reading this because I'm lo looking at it as a contrast. Just like the US dollar. Well, I'm looking at it as a contrast because it's like this woman has no clue what she's talking about. And that's why I'm reading it. I mean, maybe she does. Maybe she does. I don't think she does. That's my opinion. Um, with When it comes to crypto, um, with that, Clinton is broadly on the same page as President Biden, whose actions have demonstrated that he is serious about national security risks presented by cryptocurrencies. The former presidential candidate also appears to share some common ground on the issue of former President Donald Trump, who said that Bitcoin seems like a scam. That, that's really original coming from him. And that it's another currency competing against the dollar. Uh, throughout 2021, Biden has preceded Hillary Clinton's comments by emphasizing uh, the national security risk associated with cryptocurrencies. Earlier this year, the U.S. Department of Justice announced that it would elevate ransomware to a similar priority level as terrorism. I agree with that. Amid recent high-profile ransomware attacks, including the Colonial Pipeline and JBS, in the summer, President Biden 
also set up a ransomware task force and the, the express purpose of combating cyber attacks and tracing cryptocurrency ransom payments. Concerns over cryptocurrencies and national security are well justified, considering the plethora of evidence that demonstrated how bad actors can use the technology. I agree with that. Earlier this year, Hamas uh, admitted to a spike in Bitcoin donations, followed by renewed conflict with Israel. Elsewhere, Andrew Anglin, a former, uh, pardon me, the founder of a neo-Nazi website, was found to have received almost $5 million worth of Bitcoin since Jan uh, January 2017. What was it? Receive like two Bitcoin? Is that what? No. <laughs> Russian intelligence-backed companies have also found to um, have been using cryptocurrencies to meddle in American presidential elections. I I think the the analogy I would use in this case is uh, if a person uses an electric power drill to murder someone, do we uh, prosecute the power company? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's it's like no it's a, it it's it's not even the fault of the manufacturer of the of the, of the dr power drill you know it's it's the fault of the person and if we're saying cryptocurrencies are at fault for destabilizing countries uh, it's the people using it not not the uh, currency itself why is it uh, cryptocurrency doesn't kill people people with cryptocurrency kill people <laughs> USD kills people for sure. <laughs> Bitcoin. Oh, um. Anyways, I don't have any other commentary on this. We're I think let's wrap it up. Thirty-five minutes in, so um, I will cap this off by saying that if you appreciate our content and uh, we are grateful for you listening to us, um, please like. Uh, this particular episode and subscribe if you want to continue to get more updates from us hit the notification bell and we post every wednesday and sunday uh you can check us out on discord but we've been having a lot more uh, interactivity on tw twitter live spaces which john has been hosting on a regular basis now and if you'd like to support us we appreciate a, uh, a patreon subscription of three to five or ten dollars the higher the level the more content you will receive particular in particular uh, ask me any things as well as uh, extended interview information from some of the people we've interviewed in the last month and a half. Uh, we also accept donations in the form of cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Binance, and basic attention token or BAT. Check, all the check out the links and addresses in the description below. With that said, uh, thank you, John, and thank you, Mike, for being on the podcast today, Wednesday, uh, Sunday afternoon. Uh, as John always likes to say, stack sats and hodl. Adios. Adios. <laughs> <laughs>